I just made a word up. That's so funny. <laughs> we just became a conglomerate. <laughs> Where did that word come from? More than five from? letters. More yeah, than five not, letters. That's, that's, right. that's five syllables. That's more than five letters. My husband works with computers, and that is very different <laughs> than ministry. Yeah. So I can throw something out, and you can say, that's stupid, Kay. We have a severe case of collective ADD. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Community and connection have been vitally important because, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's all your fault. There were 15 of us in a tiny room. With- we have no idea how professional or unprofessional this thing may turn out once we're done with it. Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping ministry leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Check. Check one, two. Is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. My name is Chris Lynch. Welcome again to another fantastic episode of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. As always, I'm joined tonight by Caroline Wood, Kay Wolfinger, and Laura McLean. Say hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. That's so good. (laughs) It just makes my heart all happy every time. Uh, This is the Thanksgiving episode of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. That's so exciting. I can't see straight. I think I told you guys this time last time or in a previous podcast that like Thanksgiving is my, like, it's my favorite. Like if, if I love it and like, and I, I don't know, it's, I guess this is is like all the things I like. It's like football, food, family. Family. Yeah. It's all the things (laughs) that I'm crazy about. And so, and it drives me absolutely batty that it gets passed over as soon as Halloween gets mm-hmm. here. Everybody goes straight to Christmas and everybody's got my mother-in-law literally right this moment is in the living room putting up a Christmas tree. And I'm like, it's too early. Stop it. You can't do that. So anyway. Aww. So how are y'all? Tell me your thoughts about Thanksgiving. Are you guys ready for Thanksgiving? Do you love do you like Thanksgiving? Do you love Thanksgiving? Is it nah, whatever? I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. What do you love most about it? I love that we typically get together with family that I don't see other times of the year. Yep. Um, And so it's a bigger, more extended family than we see even other holidays. Yep. And um, and I love that. It's so much fun. How about Kate? Kay and Caroline. I tried to I tried to like ship y'all together. Caroline. Kay. Yeah. I, yeah, it's the family, you know, we, it's four straight days together. And, um, which is, that's another thing. It's the perfect time. It's mm-hmm, like four mm-hmm. days is just enough time to enjoy your family, but not let them drive you crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. How about you, Caroline? Oh my gosh. It's being with family and we, uh, we, after our big Thanksgiving meal, we take off to the coast for the weekend. Oh, oh, fun. And just relax. So. That's fantastic. So speaking of big Thanksgiving meals, I'm assuming that we all do mm. turkey, probably a ham. What mm-hmm. I really want to know, though, is if I'm had, if you could only pick one Thanksgiving side, what was your Thanksgiving side? Okay, I'll give you one? two. I'll give you two. I, I saw the looks of like, are you kidding me? Uh. So if you're going to take two, what are your two thanksgiving sides that you're gonna have caroline's already politicking for three so <laughs> well, we'll okay s- go ahead so, 
do you all call it dressing or stuffing? Oh, see, that was the other question. I, was gonna, I knew you were going to say stuffing because you're from up north and it's not. It's dressing. No, I mean, I grew up calling it dressing. Oh, well, good. Like, yeah. It's only stuffing if it's actually inside in the, the turkey, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, not, well, not only that, but so here's the, here's my other thing. And I, you guys know I'm a kind of a, a a little bit of a food. Uh, well, I don't know. I, 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 a foodie? I, yeah, not really, but kind of, especially because of things like this. But I think, and if, if you're listening and I'm wrong, um, by all means, email us at um, podcast at cultivategroup.org and correct and yell me. Yell take it. Do what? Okay. And yell at Chris. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, you can yell at me. And say yes, it's not me. Chris. But I believe that stuffing is made from bread, like it's broken up pieces of bread, whereas corn, uh, whereas uh, dressing, dressing is cornbread. It's cornbread based. Huh. Okay, only difference. if you live in the south, though. See, dressing in the north is still is yeah cubed bread, just regular bread. It's just stuffing, if you ask me. Hmm, okay. Okay, but all right. So two. I, okay, what's your two? Okay, I can't pick just two. I'm going for three because I have to have dressing with the turkey. Like I love a bite of turkey and dressing together. Do you put gravy on both? That's oh heck yeah, yeah oh, heck yeah. Yes. On all Not just of it. yes, yeah. but heck yes. Mm-hmm. Heck yes, because this is PG, so heck yes. <laughs> um, and also, so this is another weird thing. I love my noodles on my mashed potatoes. Noodles? Noodles? What? what? Wait, noodles. Where are we noodles Are we from? in Italy? What? Like noodles? macaroni what? or just like? No, like egg noodles. You don't have no. noodles at Thanksgiving? No. Are you no. kidding me? Noodles? No, we noodles? don't have Salisbury steak either. What or what was no. it? Is that what it was? What? No. Why egg would noodles. you want noodles on your is, mashed potatoes? Wait, 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 wait. Do That's you not at least potato have pasta noodles? Salad? No, no, there are no yeah. noodles at the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? <laughs> wait, you all are weird. Macaroni. Wait, the only, I say the yeah. only noodles we have are smothered in butter and cheese and Absolutely. milk and eggs in that macaroni yes. and cheese. Yes. No, we have noodles. noodles. Yes. That is so noodles. bizarre. And you I just have a bowl of noodles? You have noodles, like, like noodles. Like, don't you just have like egg noodles? How do you not have egg noodles? Okay. Okay. Now, and yes, it's a little odd, but that's just my, I don't know, whatever to have them on your mashed potatoes, but everyone has noodles. So what, what, so if you're odd, everyone does not. So if you're odd, what do non, what do the non odd, What, yeah, do, what, do the, what do the non-odd folks put on their noodles or put their noodles on if you're not on odd because you put just it on, on their plate? Huh. On the just plate. on their plate. They just eat plain uh, noodles? Like noodles with I gravy? just need to know what your whole menu is. I think it's funny that you all don't have noodles. <laughs> Not having noodles at Thanksgiving. I'm gonna put a poll up with this podcast. Yes, mommy, that says, Do "Yes, you have noodles at Thanksgiving." <laughs> yes or no? Because okay. no. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. What does it feel like to know that you've been punked your whole life <laughs> about noodles? <laughs> no, honestly, like even like my sister-in-law's family has. I mean, her mom makes homemade noodles. 
So it's not just me. That is so interesting. The odd part, the odd part where I'm odd is that I put it on my mashed potatoes. But yeah, no, everyone up here. I guess. All right. So I guess on this podcast, three of us are odd because we don't have them at all. That's right. I think it's. I think yeah. I just think it's a. Isn't it funny how I don't know how. Just regional. Listen, mm-hmm. if, yeah. I, if I would, if you'd have told me to guess a th- <laughs> before we start this podcast, if if you'd have said, Chris, what's the most off the wall side dish that somebody has at Thanksgiving? I would have guessed 155 times before I guessed noodles. Same. Okay. Really? All right. So you dressing and noodles <laughs> are your are your and two- mashed potatoes. Oh, sorry, noodles and mashed noodles potatoes. And mashed potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Which is like let's. <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want to put a condiment of starch on top of my starch. Yeah, yeah. I know, I I know. Welcome to to Thanksgiving Day, (laughs) Caroline. What are your two or three or? Oh, I don't care how many. But you have mac and cheese with mashed potatoes, right? Do you have mashed potatoes? Yeah, but not on it. I don't put it on top of it. And sweet potatoes, right? So my three are a broccoli casserole. That's a good call. Potato salad hmm. and sweet potato casserole. Now that's interesting. And I usually Wait. have sweet potato casserole as a dessert kind of thing because yeah. it's sweet. Oh, I with love the sweet potato casserole. On top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, I have a question. So, do you have mashed potatoes? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm-mm. We have potato salad, and oh, I make oh. the best potato salad ever. Oh, I don't know. It is a specialty. I don't know. I minus two. It gets requested Ooh. all the time. We're gonna have to have a a, a, a potato salad, potato salad, potato salad yeah. cook off. It's on. Yes, girl. it's all on. Right. So, but you know what's so? Here's what's weird. We've we've gone through two people, Laura. I'm gonna need you to help me here because I feel like some of the like the things that are obviously dressing, but I was expecting some different sides here. We haven't gotten some of the ones I thought would be typical. So, what you got, Laura? What are your what are your favorite? Well, sides? mine are mashed potatoes. Specifically, my aunt's mashed potatoes. She puts a little cream cheese mm. and sour cream, and mm. they're so good. You put yeah. gravy on those. I am anti-gravy in all things in life, so I do not. Other people do, but sauce things in general are, are not my jam. Okay. Um, and then my other one is broccoli casserole, like Caroline. Mm. And my mom makes it, <clears throat> excuse me, with some spicy cheese, like jalapeno cheese. And it is delightful. Ooh, wow. All right. So that's good. So I, now I'm, you guys know, we talked about this in a previous episode that, that one of my hobbies is, is, is smoking meat. And so I, we do, we'll do one. So we had this huge thing with Michelle's family and my family and her sister's her sister's brother's family they all meet at a fire department have like 35 or 40 people so it, it's huge like covered dish basically at a fire department except not a church and so i actually will end up cooking i'll smoke a turkey and i'll i'll, I'll do a deep fried cajun turkey the deep fried cajun mm. turkey is like it's it's the jam it's it's one of my favorite things um as far as the sides go mm. i love a i love a um i do like dressing uh, a lot but um Michelle's mom makes these things called marinated carrots and it's a cold, they're cold carrots, but they also have red onions and bell peppers in it. And it's like a Catalina type dressing with it's, I can't, it's not as Catalina dressing, but it's, 
it's outstanding. So the they're crunchy thing, carrots, though. Oh yeah, they're 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 yeah they're they're not mm, cooked. Right, they're they I think they're, they're like barely cooked. Like you just okay. blanch them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Blanch is good. Wow, that's fancy. I told yeah. you I was a foodie. Um, <laughs> I just want to prove it. <clears throat> um, but it's fantastic. Uh, now the other thing too that is my one of my big favorites is there's this like southern um, like cranberry and strawberry like congealed salad thing that's got like a mm-hmm. layer of red uh, strawberry and pe- and cranberry on top like jello and then a layer of like white creamy stuff and then the crust is that pretzel and butter oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. That's man, good I, stuff. I can't stop eating it so it's it's, it's brutal so uh, that's great so uh what, what that's, we, great. that's fantastic that's good that's good stuff I, i'm still blown away by noodles at thanksgiving me and, too and and i and, and i will forever be but i will ever forever, forever be confused by that but that's okay to each his own um, so let's let's shift the conversation a little bit because we want we thought it'd be appropriate um, to talk about not just Thanksgiving but the idea of gratitude um, and, and and the role that gratitude plays not only in the life of someone who's in ministry um, but within ministry itself. And so when, to you, when, when I mention the word gratitude, in your mind, what is what does gratitude mean, um, or or how do you how do you describe gratitude or what does it take to have gratitude? What, what, are your, what are some thoughts you have about this idea of gratitude as we look at this Thanksgiving season? I stumped them. Mm. <laughs> Still thinking about noodles. Yeah. you can't yeah. Get the noodles <clears throat> Any thoughts about gratitude? I mean, what, what is there a difference in being thankful and having gratitude? And if so, what's that difference? I, hmm. So I was going to say before you ask that ponderment. Yep. New word for the podcast yeah. is um, that I think up. gratitude is more a, is a state of mind and it's an asset based kind of state of mind. Being grateful is like I'm grateful for what I have. I'm not thinking about what I lack. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it comes from an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Bam. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. good. So like one of the things that, that I thought about was I, I feel like in, in order to be, in order to, ha- you can be, I mean, if somebody asks you, what are you thankful for? We were going to do this, but we got, so I was, I had this as a question, but at the opening, we got, we so, got caught up, so hung up on the noodles. We got so hung up on noodles. I didn't ask, but you know, when you ask that question, what are you thankful for? You have these kind of these, these automatic answers. It's like, you know, family, God, fam, you know, faith, um, friends, you know, et cetera. And, and, I, and those are, not that those are bad answers and we all are um, thankful for those things. If, if you're lucky enough to have those, th- those things. Um, but to me, this idea of being grateful begins with being content. You know, in order for me to be grateful for what I have, I have to be content mm-hmm. with what I have. Mm-hmm. And if I'm always trying to get more of anything, then it's difficult if I'm in this rat race world of trying to get more uh, stuff, more um, accolades, more money, more cars, more houses, whatever, more, more of whatever. Um, then it's difficult to be to, to be grateful and have a, 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 a spirit of gratitude because we're always trying to get more. But if we can really uh, I think I think gratitude begins with contentment of being satisfied with with what I do have. And then you can be grateful for those things. I thought that was, it, to me, that's the difference in the two. Um, you know, other, one thing yep. I have 
you know, I have had a couple uh, students through the years who have pondered going into ministry and worried about the finances part of that, right? And, um, and I always said, pray for contentment with what you have. And, um, and then I think you can live with less, right? But, it, but that comes from a place of, of prayer. And um, don't you think like contentment, that's not a human thing. Like, I don't think we can just be content on our own. I think that comes from God mm-hmm. and um, uh, especially in our culture, my gosh. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think there's a huge difference and, and it is not something we can do on our own. Um, I don't know. I can't. I know that. Yep. Any thoughts there, Laura? I've got a yeah, I was going to say when you said, especially in our culture, it makes me think of, when like I have traveled or been a part of mission trips or those kinds of things in other places and by our standards, what they have is, you know, like below our lowest poverty line, yet they are so grateful for everything. Mm -hmm. I I think specifically I um, had the opportunity, our conference has a relationship with South Sudan. And so um, went there and, you know, and these beautiful, wonderful people taught me a lot about being grateful and gratitude because, you know, at one point they said that they felt like they had been wandering in the wilderness and that they had finally come to the promised land. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, you know, what I complain about and what I can't see to be grateful for um, and the ways that they rely on God to, to provide and, um, and how grateful they are when God does provide and how many times, you know, we've, we're just like, Oh, well, that's just, we just took care of that. I'll tell you, go ahead, Kay. Well, I just have a question. How do you teach that? How do, how do you, you teach? How do you teach what? How do you teach gratitude? Contentment or gratitude? Yeah. Like, how do you? How is that a lesson either for your students in ministry or for your own kids? Like, so, so it's funny. Uh, well, I, I was thinking about when you were talking about this, Kay, when you were speaking about contentment earlier, but because I don't know how this, I'm not sure this ties in. But I think it's maybe one of those keys to teaching this is. Um, you know, Philippians 4 13 is one of those verses that everybody kind of has, you know, stuck to memory is I can do all things through Christ who, who gives me strength. But I was looking uh, at one point, it kind of struck me as I was reading that passage. If you go like two verses before that, and the other thing too that's always amazing about that is Paul, when he writes that, is in prison. And so he's in, it's not exactly what you would call the place to be grateful. I'm getting in prison. It's like this pretty much sucks. All right. But in, in verse 12, he says this I know what I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, who gives me strength. And so I think that's part of that is that that for, for, for Paul, and I think for us, if we want to teach that contentment, it starts with knowing that I, I really can do nothing apart from him. I mean, it's easy to say mm-hmm. I can do we like that part says I can do all things. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's, it's like all of a sudden I'm Superman, but we, we don't, that last part is through him who gives me strength. 
And so not only can I do all things, but I can, but that's where contentment comes from is knowing that. And I think if, if I, and this is me reading into Paul's words here, obviously, but that contentment is no matter how bad prison is, I'm going to be fine because God's got me, you know? And I think that's, that's a part of it is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is, I think thankfulness is a, is a, is a response or a feeling. I think gratitude is a, a, is a lifestyle is a mentality. It's a mentality. Mm-hmm. I think you have a mentality of gratitude, which I think comes from um, walking, walking in close friendship with God. And I think that's, and, I, and again, I don't know how you teach that. And I really think maybe rather than teaching that K, it becomes a thing that it becomes, it's, 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 it's something that you show. It's something that is, that, that is lived out and people that, that are following that, are with you who are following with you or hanging out with you. You just kind of, they absorb it almost like osmosis because they see there's a different way. Yeah. I think with contentment too, there's peace, right? There's a peace that isn't thankfulness is, is one thing, but I just feel like with contentment, there's um, it, it goes a little bit deeper with that. Yeah, that for, sure. Mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I'll tell this story, Laura. You talking about being in another country, and and I'll, I'll never forget one of the. I have done six mission trips to Honduras with youth from the South Carolina Annual Conference, along with Bishop Holston. And I remember one of. The, I think it was the. It was it was the first trip we were there, um, and we we're in the mountains of of Honduras, a beautiful place. I mean, green is the, it's just beautiful. And we were working in this one house that was on top of a hill. You could see them. It, it, we, were, we were in the Agalta Valley, which is between, it's a valley between two mountain ranges. And so you, we were t- one of those tall mountains and hills and you could see forever. And it was just green everywhere. It's absolutely beautiful. And now these folks are living in, in, in huts, for, you know, and we were actually, were pouring concrete into their floors. They had dirt floors. We were actually putting in latrines. They had nowhere to go to the restroom other than on the ground. And those kind of things. And it actually was one of my former youth who had gone with us. Um, and we were working with Carlos, who was our uh, kind of liaison between the folks there. And and we were, we kind of were wrapping up for the day. And all of a sudden, it hit Leanne. She said, she says, Carlos, I got a question. She goes, what do they do when it gets dark? Like it's, It like registered in her mind that all of a sudden they don't have lights up here and there's not street lights or anything. And, and Carlos said this, and I'll never forget this. He kind of leaned back. He said, well, he said, you know, a lot of times they, if they have a candle, they may light a candle for a little while. And, you know, they may have a flashlight for a little while. He said, but really, when it gets dark, they basically get ready. And they go to bed. And she kind of looked and she was thinking, she said, here's the thing. Carlos said this. He said, but every night when they go to bed, they go to bed with a clean, with a clear mind. And when he said that, I was like, I looked at Leanne, I said, you know, sometimes I wish how many folks, I, I said, I, I wonder how many folks in our, in our country can say every night when they go to bed, they go to bed with a clear mind. And and that's, that's gratitude. That's, that's contentment. that puts you to bed at night with a clear mind. And I think sometimes we miss out on that. Any other thoughts about thankfulness or gratitude or you want to add for this uh, holiday season for Thanksgiving? What about gratitude? What do you think about gratitude as a spiritual practice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I, so what does that look like? So 
and you know, I mean, there's this can rewire your brain even and change your outlook on life is when Mm -hmm. you a simple list of three things you're grateful for Mm -hmm. every day. Every day. Yep. That's a practice. Well, and to have I was gonna say, and to have that like in a journal that then you can look back on a year from now and see what you were grateful for, you know, that's powerful. Yeah. So even my little six, seven year old granddaughter has says every night going to bed, three things she's grateful for from Mm. that day. And so when she spends the night, she's like, Gigi, we have to say our gratefuls. (laughs) That's great. That's fantastic. (laughs) Kay, maybe that answers your question earlier of how do you teach it is Mm -hmm. you challenge young people or adults or whoever to to list three things every day that they're grateful for without repeating things every day. I mean, we can all mm-hmm. wake up. And here's another funny this morning. It's really weird. You say that Caroline, because I was thinking about when you said, you know, that as a, as a, as a spiritual practice this morning, I was actually watching the today show and, um, and they were doing, they were in New York and there's this lady who has a, a, she has a breathing um, like studio. Like, so there's, a, I know it sounds weird, but you had to see it, but this whole idea, this practice of, of deep breathing and how it relaxes you. And they taught, and obviously there's not, there wasn't a, a God element to that, but mm-hmm. man, what if you were grateful for the breath that you breathe? Um, mm-hmm. You know, other than just, and I think that's just it. There's so many things in life we take for granted uh, that it's that, that, that we could, the more we are intentionally aware of those things, the, the better off we're going to be. Any thoughts you've got from any of you about like, what, what role does gratitude play in, in ministry? Um, in terms of, is there a way to connect gra- beyond, I think what Caroline just said, you know, is one way you can, mm-hmm. you know, encourage uh, gratitude within your, in, within the, the people in your ministry, whether they're adults, children, or youth is to challenge them to think about or share things they're grateful for. What are some other ways you can incorporate gratitude into, into ministry? Any thoughts there? I think it's very important. Um, especially if you are the point person or maybe the paid person to show gratitude to those around you and your volunteers and find Mm -hmm. special ways to be able to do that throughout the year. I actually um, have sent cards at Thanksgiving just to be just, you know, a thankful for you card, but, um, but I think. I was the worst at that, by the way, in case y'all were wondering, (laughs) I was terrible. (laughs) There are some people who just have that gift and I was one, I, but I had, I, mean, I, I learned to, I learned the importance of it. And so I taught myself and, and made myself do it, but I don't know. Na- I'm not naturally like that. I, I don't know why it's just the way I'm wired. Um, I naturally think of it, but don't naturally have the time or take the time. So that's when I would yeah. try and find others to help me <laughs> do yeah. it to follow through. But, you know, I think it is yeah. like we said, like just living a life of gratitude and just showing others. Yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts? How to incorporate it into ministry? Just a couple of good ones. Perfect. Well, listen, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this. We're, thanks- so- We're <laughs> grateful <laughs> for you. Uh, thanks for listening to this Thanksgiving episode. Uh, this is going to come out the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, we are thankful for you. Uh, mm-hmm. your cultivate group. Um, we're thankful for you taking time to 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 listen to this each week if you do or or when you do. We're thankful for you sharing it with your friends. Um, but we hope it's it's helpful for you. Uh, we just want to be um, a group that's really helpful and 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 add some life 
uh, into you, give some tips, you help your ministry, but we are thankful for you taking the time to listen each and every week. Oh, wait. Oh, I forgot. Random fact of the week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got to be thankful for this. Are y'all ready for this? Yeah. So ready. Here's a random fact of the week. Some people put noodles on mashed potatoes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it's wow. so good. I want to hear. For Thanksgiving. Good. The actual, the actual random fact of the day is that Japan, which my daughter now lives in Japan, has over two, I want to ask her to find these, okay? Has over 200 flavors of Kit Kats. What? 200 flavors of Kit Kats. Uh, They're exclusively created for different regions, cities, and seasons. There are some tasty sounding ones like banana, Hmm. (laughs) blueberry cheesecake, and Oreo ice cream, as well Hmm. as some very questionable ones like... Noodles. Like, Here it goes. Like, like noodles baked, and mashed potatoes. Like yeah. baked, no, like baked potato. Yeah. Like baked, baked potato, potato Kit Kat. Melon and cheese. No. Mm, wow. Vegetable juice. Gross. And my, favorite, and my favorite, the wasabi flavored Kit Kat. <laughs> wow. No, wow. Tapping out on that one. I don't know. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's your random fact of the week. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving, like we said. Uh, enjoy your noodles. Absolutely, enjoy your turkey and your noodles. Your mashed potatoes. If you're at Kay's house, enjoy your noodles. <laughs> I got four bags of them. All right, ready to go. Oh, she's grateful for those noodles. Oh, as always, uh, you can find more out about the Cultivate Group at our website at cultivategroup.org. C U L T I V, the number eight group.org. Uh, be sure to like, rate, and review our podcast and share it with some friends. We look forward to seeing you or hearing from you again next week on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.